Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Bottom line to me. God will direct you to a place of work where you can provide for your family and do all of that. But he wants you there because you're going to be a witness. You're going to be an influential person for him. You're going to be light and salt where most of the employees around you don't know anything about God. Same for our neighborhood. God doesn't put you in a neighborhood just because you or your wife like the home. It's a great place. Nothing wrong with that. He loves all that stuff. But he's going to put you in a neighborhood where you might be the only Christian in the whole neighborhood, and you can be salt and light. We're so used to making choices of employment or residence based on reasons connected to our comfort. Salaries, upward mobility, opportunities, and the like. It's so hard to think about those major decisions in terms of what God wants for us or our lives. Pastor Mark is reminding us that as Christ followers, our main concern is doing what God wants. We are to represent God to the unsaved world. We do that by being where he wants us, when he wants us to be there. We also show others God's character by living lives obedient to his commandments. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Peter chapter 2, part 2 of his message, Christ followers represent God on earth. By the way, our world, by and large, discounts marriage. They don't even get married anymore. And when you don't follow God's way of marriage, your life will always be chaos. Some of you here this morning are in chaos in your marriages. Many of you have friends that need help. Please invite them. It'll be very uplifting. It'll be very biblical. But that's when God established, he had Adam and Eve put them together. And it was supposed to be of order until Satan came and said, no, 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 no. Don't submit to God. Submit to me. And that's where our problem comes. So next week, it'll be good. Now look at verse 13. I just read it to you. This 13 through 17, if you mark in your Bible, this is all about civil government and citizens and how we work that. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether the emperor, for us again, as I told you, that's the Congress, the president, the local authorities, who are sent by him as supreme authority or the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So what, what is Peter trying to say? He's saying this to you and me. Here it is. Write it down. People are watching us. So in the big picture, we should be good citizens. Now, remember, back in those days, it was very difficult because Rome was ruling the world. And these people who had left Rome and went to Turkey, they were still under 
government leaders that were ungodly. They were horrible. They were being persecuted like crazy. It's not much different today. What does Peter say? Well, we're to respect those who are in government. And here's how you do it. So when we get there, what Peter is saying is we're to respect the office. But sometimes we don't have to like who's in the office. Does that help you a little bit? We still respect the office, but there's one exception to that. And I'll get that in a moment. We respect the office, but I don't have to like them at all. I can just respect it and move on from there. Now, Peter knew that there would be times, because he had experienced it, and you're going to see it in a moment, when disobeying the government would be required. There would be a time when you could still respect the office, but disobey what they ask you to do. So keep your finger right where it is. Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Right back to Acts chapter 5. Let me give you a quick summary. John and Peter had healed a lame man who had never walked. The government in the religious world was the Jewish Sanhedrin and all the Jewish high priests, priests, and all those things. They, look at verse 18. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. Why? For healing a man. Because all the talk was about Jesus, who had already been crucified and gone back to heaven. The Jewish religious leaders hated Jesus. Now, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. And the angel said, a message from God, go stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they'd been told, and began to teach the people. Then someone came and said to the religious leaders, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, back in the same place, and they're doing what you put them in jail for. They're teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers, and he brought the apostles. And they did not use force, because they feared that the people would stone him. And having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin which is the religious people in authority, to be questioned by the highest authority, the high priest. And look what he says to them. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. Now, normally, what are we supposed to do to government authorities? We're to respect them and what? Obey them. Okay? We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. He said, yet you... And I'll paraphrase, You've, you just continue to teach. And because of that, you fill Jerusalem with your teaching. And always are determined to make us guilty of this man. They can't say the word Jesus, this man's blood. Now, what's Peter going to do? The next thing we say, Peter has the apostles, some of the other guys. He says, get your placards. Down with the Jewish religion. Down with the Jewish religion. Down. Is that what he's going to do? See, he's not interested in overthrowing the government. Now, remember that. He's not interested in overthrowing the government. Watch what he does. Look what he says in verse 29. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than man. They had a choice to submit and obey and go, okay, 
We won't say anything about Jesus ever again. But they knew they couldn't do that. Because there was a higher authority that had already told them to basically go and share the gospel. The angel said, go right back and teach what you were teaching yesterday. That Jesus is the only way to get rid of your sins. Now here's, they didn't cause a political rebellion. They simply obeyed God quietly on their own. Now, here's what I want you to write. You need to see this. Because this is a principle that's going to happen to you. And it's going to happen to me. Our world is in the process. This is going to be more difficult than you've ever imagined. Here it is. When the government says disobey God, we always submit and obey God. Why do I do that? Because he's the ultimate authority. So there's going to be times in our lives... When the government says, do this, and you and I are going to have to stand and say, no. Now, will that cause problems? Yeah. A lot of people say, amen, Pastor Mark. Easy to say amen now. You remember not long ago when ISIS got those Christians and beheaded all of them? Do you remember what their command was? Deny God and serve Allah. No. (laughs) That's the principle. He said, Pastor Mark, that's not going to happen here in the United States. Do you know in Canada today, if you're a pastor, you can't teach that God's only way for marriage is a man and a woman. Outlawed. Well, that will never come to the United States. No, it's already coming. You remember, we love sinners. We love homosexuals, lesbians. We love all those that have the LGTB, that lifestyle. We love them. But we don't like their sin anymore than we don't like our sin. Well, what's already happened in many places, flower shops, baking cakes for those kind of ways. Well, I won't do that with a, put two women on the cake. I just won't do that. Okay. You're arrested and you're going to lose your business. Don't put your head in the sand guys. It's already happening. So we have to say either I'm going to obey the government, but if it's a sin, I can't do that. I must stand for God. I must stand for God. That's exactly what was happening to the people Peter was writing to. Do you remember what Nero did? He took Christians and he poured tar over them and he lit them and put them in his garden as they died and screamed for to light his garden. That's 2,000 years ago. This tragedy is not new. I want you to see a headline that just came out this week to show you what our world's like. Here it is. Nepal criminalizes Christian conversion and evangelism. The president of Nepal approves new sanctions targeting non-Hindus and foreign missionaries. In March of this year, Linda and I were in Kathmandu. We were in Nepal. And I was part of a group of people. We were teaching 50 new Christian pastors. And I just loved it because they didn't get a lot of education as far as how to teach. And so we were doing that. Now, will it be easier for those Christian pastors now or more difficult? Of course so. It's going to be a disaster. And that's the government. So what will they do? Will they stop teaching? No, they won't. What's going to happen to them? We don't know. 
You need to understand that for many years, Linda and I went to China and I taught in the underground church. And now the Chinese government has come out, the new head, he's actually just get another office, another five years, has said this, we will make China a continued atheistic country, no God of any kind, any shape, any form. And he's starting with four and five-year-olds. So can I go back to China now? No, I cannot. But you want to understand? The church in China just continues to boom. How did they do that? Because they go underground. When the church is suffering, the church grows. You don't want to hear that. Because we're kind of soft. Do you know this morning? There's more Christians in China than in the United States. 100 million plus. Why? Because they say yes to God and no to the government. India is the same thing. I've been going to India since 1990. Now Modi, the head of India, has said this. And by the way, we plan to go again in the first part of the year. He has said this. We will make India a total Hindu nation. No other religions. No Christianity. No Buddhism. Nothing. Absolutely no Muslims. We will make it nothing but a Hindu. Will that happen? He's going to try. But God knows how to overrule it. But it's going to be a very difficult time. So understand, you sitting here, me standing here, one day they may drag me out. I don't know. I'm not alone. We're all going to face this because we were given one command from that person in authority. Here it is. Notice this verse. Remember this verse? He said to them, go into all the, that includes China, India, Africa, whatever, Nepal, and preach the good news to who? Everybody. Now we don't live there. We live here. That's why you're a person of influence. And you teach people about Jesus because they're watching you. It's not necessarily verbal all the time. They're looking. These people, I want what they've got. Look how they put up with that. I I want that. And eventually that changes. But that's the command that we had from God who's our authority. Now, go back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15. This is a challenge to us. Watch what it says. For it is God's will, verse 15, that will that by doing good, you silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. In other words, you just put up with people making lies about you, saying things that are wrong. It's okay. Verse 16, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves, his servants. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the government individuals. So I'm to show respect to even ungodly governments, and yet we fear and respect God more, so that's why we obey God. Now, this is not new. How many remember Daniel when the Israelites were taken away into captivity? Daniel and his three friends said, they were getting ready to use them in leadership. And they said, you got to eat our food. And Daniel said, no, 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 we're we're Jews. We have to have kosher food. What you have is non-kosher food. And he didn't go start picketing because he'd been killed. He went with respect to the one that was over him and said, could you get a word? We will eat our food if they will allow us. 
and we'll show you that we'll be just as strong as eating your food. And they did it in a respectful way without causing chaos. And the leadership allowed them to do it. And God built them up and grew them. They honored God and obeyed God and still honored the authority of the king. That's the right way to do things. So don't be surprised when our faith is going to be attacked. Live so that no one can make an honest attack in us and just do good works. Leave the outcome to God. That's just the way it is. Now, I move to another area where you spend your life at more than you do at home. Where could that be? It's called the workplace. You spend more hours at the workplace than you do at home. Because at home, hopefully seven or eight hours, you're sleeping. Hopefully at work, you're not. Okay, see the difference? So we move from the workplace where most of us spend most of our time. Look at verse 18. Slaves, let me just stop there. How many are glad that slavery was outruled a few hundred years ago in the United States? Praise God. By the way, there's still slavery all over the world. Even with the young ladies, slavery, all kinds of stuff. Slavery is in the Bible. It was never approved by God. It was definitely against God. Always has been against God. But we finally got it right, at least one thing in the United States. So I don't use the word slave here. I use the word employee and employer. Okay? Employees, in reverent fear of God, submit yourself to your masters, which is your employer. Not only to those who are good and considerate. Now, you won't like the next part. But also to those who are harsh. God designed work. Before there was sin, God said to Adam and Eve, work the garden. Get the garden right. A lot of people think work came because of sin. No, it came before sin. It's a good thing for us. It's healthy for us. Over the years, we've all had good jobs and then some jobs that were mm, not so good. How many of you in your work years have had a boss or a supervisor that really wasn't fair, but was actually difficult and harsh? How many had one? What, everybody? What kind of things are going on here? Everybody, well. Now, some of you are even in that situation right now. It's very difficult. But notice what Peter just told us. Look at verse 18 again. In reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to that person that's not treating you right. Now, I'm not talking about ungodly or sexual harassment and all that. Just, just an angry boss or whatever. Just somebody that doesn't care for you and whatever. Not only to those who do good, but also to those who are harsh. Now, look at verse 19. For it is commendable, ouch, if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. I love the verse in the New Living Translation. Look at it. For God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. Here's what I want you to write this morning. This is hard. Under a good boss, not hard. Under people that mistreat you, supervisor, whatever, difficult. Here it is. People are watching. Be the best employee you can be. Pursue excellence. Well, why should I have to put up with difficult situations and difficult people? Because the Bible says one thing. And I want you to get this. Because many of you have never heard this perspective. The Bible says the steps 
of a godly man and woman are ordered by the Lord. There are many people in the Bible that God in the workplace, he put them in a workplace that was very difficult. Do you remember Joseph? Joseph was put in the Egyptian workplace. God put him there. The steps of a godly man are ordered by the Lord. And the first thing that happens, he is accused of raping Potiphar's wife. And where does he go? Prison. Think about Daniel. When Daniel was there and he did all these good things, one day the king says, you'll pray to nobody but me. And the people that were jealous of Daniel and his skills would go by his house and the window was open and three times a day he was praying to God. And they went right back to the king and said, "Uh, your favorite man, he's disobeying you. And think about Esther. Think about all the lies that people told about Esther. You see, here's what you need to understand this morning. To some of you, you're going to have to think about this because you've never thought of it this way before. Write this down, please. God puts Christ followers at a specific workplace so that you'll be salt and light. See, when we think about getting a job, and by the way, this goes also for a home where you're going to live, apartment, whatever. We just look at the benefits of the job. Does it fit me? How far from work? Whatever is there a chance for it to go up? And all those things are absolutely important. But bottom line to me, God will direct you to a place of work where you can provide for your family and do all of that. But he wants you there because you're going to be a witness. You're going to be an influential person for him. You're going to be light and salt where most of the employees around you don't know anything about God. Same for our neighborhood. God doesn't put you in a neighborhood just because you or your wife like the home. It's a great place. Nothing wrong with that. He loves all that stuff. But he's going to put you in a neighborhood where you might be the only Christian in the whole neighborhood. And you can be salt and light. See, that's a whole different method. Pastor Mark, I should pray about my job before I go? Hello? Of course. Do you think God knows more about your job than you do? Of course. How about the neighborhood? When we moved to our neighborhood, I think there was one other family. Today, there's 17 homes that come to our campuses. Now, that's not just because of us, but that's the way it spreads. That's strange to some of you. It just doesn't even make sense to you. When we moved to Florida in 1969, I started immediately on August 18th, 1969. Got an open door supernatural. I don't have time to go to the whole thing. But I knew where he placed me for a reason. And he placed me at Wissaf Hospital. I was the director of pharmacy. When I walked in from that day on, I was there. And I knew as I went that I wasn't there just to provide for my family. That enabled me to provide for my family which I'm supposed to do biblically, but I knew God had another purpose. It wasn't long. I was there to be far from a perfect employee, but I knew I was there to be a good, moral, hardworking employee and boss because eventually I'd be over lots of people and lots of money and have lots of influence. Today, Pastor Mark talked about some subjects I'm sure many of us have never considered. What would we do if our government became openly hostile toward Christianity? It's something to think about, but we were reminded that the more important question is whether or not we continue to serve God in spite of negative reactions of those around us. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. In our next installment, we'll hear Pastor Mark finish the sermon, Christ Followers Represent God on the Earth. We'll be reminded that no matter what we go through, that Jesus had it far worse, and He is our role model for how to behave in difficult times. Pastor Mark will reiterate that our purpose as Christ followers, first and foremost, is to make God look good. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.